Disability Talks with Shane. Talking all things disability. On this special episode of the recap show, now I've got Dads. It's going to bring him in now to talk about talk more about it. Great to be on your podcast, Shane. Thank what a, you. What an introduction that was. Thank you. Nice having you on. How's things? Things are very good. Things are very busy. Part of uh, my very busy week is being involved with Disability Talk with one Shane Marks. And we've had a very busy first half of the year, haven't we? Yes, we have. Very busy. Whole heap of fantastic guests. And so what we thought we'd do, as we did last year when we did an end of season review for 2021, we thought rather than getting all the way to the end of the year, we'd do a bit of a mid-season one. Yes, we did make it easier on us. A little bit easier. Actually, a lot easier on us. A lot easier on me. <laughs> which is the most important thing. So we've got uh, some very special guests that we're going to recap on some of the things we spoke about since January right through until midway through this year. And we're going to go all the way back to a very good friend of ours, John King, who is in charge of the All Abilities Program at Dandenong Basketball Association, Season 2, Episode 12, way back at the end of March. John, what a great guy John is. He's a very great guy. Now, we enjoyed chatting to John because not only do we do we find out about the All Abilities Program, but a little bit later on we got an opportunity to go up and be part of a training session that he he's involved with as the coach of the Sherbrooke Suns in the Division Two Big V men's basketball, which we'll talk about a little bit later on as well. And also with John, he's also helped me trying to find a coaching gig. Absolutely. John is very, very helpful and a lovely guy and a good friend of ours here at Disability Talk and Radio Voice. So Shane uh, asked him about the his involvement with the All Abilities Program as part of Dandy Basketball Association, and this is what he had to say. All Abilities! <laughs> so All Abilities is an amazing program. First and foremost, All Abilities is... Um, a program that we've had at Daniel Basketball for quite a long time, um, way before my time. Um, and you know, initially, like anything, it was started to um, allow give give uh, players a platform with disabilities to actually showcase their talent. You know, in the sport, um, and and the program has grown tremendously. I mean. You know, now um, we we have, you know, something like six clubs, um, which is a lot um, for, you know, a disability program just in one area, right? You know, so we've got about five or six clubs um, who have, you know, different teams and, um, you know, they play in the competition, um, you know, on a Friday night. John King, what a great guy. Hey, it's a great guy. And that was a good chat we had with him. Really like John. I think we'll have John on again at some other stage, won't we? We because will definitely. Because what about you on um, your other programs? Oh, God. who knows? John, we could have on any program because he's such a good talker and he's such a knowledgeable guy. Now, continuing on with our mid-season review, we go back to episode six of season two, back into about midway through February. You chatted to Belinda Marshall now, she's a mum of a young man, Josh, who has a disability, and you want to sort of get to know a little bit about how living with disability has affected her family life. How do you know Belinda? That is from a good friend of mine and radio voice. She is um, from um, Live to Achieve. Kathy Bartlett gave it to me. So she was. Uh, we wanted to chat to a mum and get a mum's perspective of just how what her life looks like living with a young man with a disability. And uh, Shane asked about that, what sort of effect that uh, having Josh in the family has had on the family. Um, so having Josh um, 
I guess Jake and I have learnt um, as parents of Josh to be more patient um, and more loving and less judgmental of of everybody. Um, and I guess his his innocence makes us appreciate the small things in life sometimes when we see life through his eyes. Um, but it, having Josh means that I have to be more organised and I have to plan ahead if uh, we're going out. I have to make sure it's a place where Josh is comfortable and make sure I've got some food and drink that he will like and make sure I've got his iPad in case everything becomes a bit too much and he needs some quiet time. Um, but um, we we love Josh to bits and wouldn't have him any other way. But I guess for Hayley, it's, it's been a little bit different to um, how her friends grow up with their siblings. But uh, I think um, it's helped her. She's very mature and she's more accepting of others. And when she leaves school, she actually would like to pursue a career working with people with disabilities. So that makes us very proud as parents. Very inspirational story. Yes, it was very inspirational. I think uh, young Josh sounds like a lovely young man and uh, the family sound like a lovely family and even had one of the daughters, uh, the daughter get, wanting to get involved with support work a little bit later on. It's just a beautiful ending to that chat way back in episode six in Feb. That was. Stepping up to episode 21 of season two, uh, early June this was, first step uh, we chatted to, Cheryl Drury. Uh, Now, the first step program is um, quite unique with everything they get involved with. There's a lot more to first step solutions than what we we believe there was. And um, did you enjoy the chat with Cheryl? Yes, sir, I did very much. She's uh, you know, First Step are a big organisation that have their um, their involvement in, in a lot of different areas, a lot of different programs. So we wanted to find out what are some of the First Step programs, and this is what Cheryl had to say. Okay, so currently on day one, we talk about self awareness. So we talk about what qualities do we have in a part in ourselves, and what do we want in a partner? What do we want and what do we not want? What are our deal breakers in a relationship? We talk about different types of friendships. So what's the difference between an acquaintance and a close friend or an intimate friend? So we talk about the different layers of friendship, which can be a little bit hard to navigate. Uh, we also, on day two, talk about boundaries and consent. So that's right from the start of a relationship. How do we speak up for ourselves? Um, we do lots of games throughout the program. So something that's different about our program that um, competitors don't tend to do is we have multiple staff in the room. So it's being facilitated generally by a psychologist or a sexologist, but we also have counsellors sitting with clients in the room. So they're discussing the games, potentially anything that comes up because it's quite a sensitive topic. So the counsellors are there to help them through that um, and support their understanding. Great chat from Cheryl. Lovely lady. Great to have her on your podcast. It was lovely to have her on the podcast. This was an interesting one back in uh, May, April it was, uh, episode 14 of season two, Oteo Kitchens. Now, we spoke to Jen Munson-Montanez about the program there at Oteo. So tell us about your connection with Oteo Kitchens. I went to the Oteo Kitchen once. Yeah. And you did a what a, a cooking program there? Yes, I did. What did you learn to cook? Japanese. 
Notice there's no Japanese coming in for lunch here in the studio. No. Not cooking that anymore? No. <laughs> uh, Oteo do some great classes there, and they also assist with information about home cooking too, don't they? Yes, they do. And, so, and if you're going to go to Oteo, I'll put out there, there's no, not much public parking. No, okay. So probably best to get public transport in. Yes, there is. Where are they in Collingwood, aren't they? Collingwood, no. Abbotsford. Abbotsford. Abbotsford, Collingwood, same kind of thing, but a little bit tricky to get to, so get the public transport in there, but do really specialise in Japanese, Vietnamese, Asian cooking. Yeah, all the Asian cuisines. So if you love Asian cuisine, that's where you need to be. And sometimes, last time I went there, I was on my own, and it wasn't fun. No, okay. Well, you might have fun next time you go. Yeah. Shane asked Jen about uh, the home cooking classes. This is what she had to say. And we teach them, you know, few... uh, uh, tips on how to handle the um, the utensils, how to handle the kitchen, how to put them away uh, uh, safely while um, you are doing other activities. And, you know, sharing the information about how, how to um, uh, cook a specific um, meal or a specific meat, how, how to uh, do the shopping, um, how to season uh, the, the the meals as well, um, all in in a very you know friendly, open, interactive um, uh, environment. Because our, our main goal is that you are able to one feel very confident in, in being able to um, independently create a meal for you and your your uh, your friends or your family, but equally um, they are confident enough to know and understand what is healthy eating, how how you can combine certain ingredients and how to bring about the flavour of, of a dish as well. Next time you come in the studio, I expect Japanese. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Episode 26 of Season 2 in early July, we had the pleasure of chatting to Stephanie Dimov from Melbourne University. Now, these... People, these ladies in particular, spoke to spoke to a couple of ladies at Melbourne University. Have done reports and studies. What were the studies based on? People letting, getting employment. Absolutely, which is a real problem at the moment, isn't it? Yes, it is. There's a lot of jobs out there, and they won't take people with disability on to fill them. No, and it's a real concern, and enough of a concern with Melbourne Uni that they've had departments that are actually doing studies and reports on this when they're interviewing a heap of people with a disability and finding some real common problems and, and hurdles that you're facing when you're going for a, for a job. And with all this, I've, I've heard recently a lot of ca- lot of restaurants in the city, especially at Crown, have had to cut back the hours. Yeah, that's right. It's not a good situation at the moment, is it? No, it's not. And when you know you've got Melbourne University doing reports on this, it is a major problem. So we wanted to find out about the survey about employment for the sector. So what we did in this survey is we asked people about the barriers into work for them. So what were the things that that, um, were not helping them get into work? And so we found that there were a lot of people that said that because of their disability, they reported that as as a barrier for for not being employed. So we found (laughs) 62%, so over half of the whole sample, who weren't employed when they did the second survey um, compared to only 33% who were employed talked about their disability as being the main barrier to to them getting a job. So there are lots of people that, that talk about that. 
and you would have more experience about this, Shane, but, you know, thinking about why that might be. And so it could be that employers don't have experience hiring people with disability. Now, I believe, Shane, that you were going to get invited on to a Zoom chat at some stage with Melbourne University when they're looking for some more feedback. Yes, I haven't heard anything about that, have you? Not yet, but I'm sure that will happen. Remember, this report that they've just done has not long been released, so they'll be starting to put some information together for another report, a follow-up on that. So uh, keep your ears out for Shane being involved as uh, as a guest presenter or to be able to provide his feedback on an upcoming survey that Melbourne Uni will be conducting. Continuing on, we're about the halfway mark of our mid-season recap here on Disability Talk with Shane. And Daz. And Daz for this one. Back to uh, March again, episode nine of season two. Paul Stewart from KPSM Respite and Consulting. Get involved with a whole heap of activities. Sounds like a kind of a fun place to be involved in. Really good place, especially when you did the Harley rides. Were they up in? Were they based up in the Gold Coast? Weren't they by memory? Sydney? Sydney, were they? Okay, so they're doing a whole lot of stuff. And one of the things we found on the on the website, exactly what Shane just said, was about their Harley tours. Now that sounds like a whole lot of fun. Oh yeah, yes it does. Real sounds real fun, especially for a couple of rev heads we've got here. A couple of rev heads, that's right. We were quite happy to jump on Harleys if we had them here right now, wouldn't we? Yeah. With our Japanese cooking that you brought into the studio ah. today. So Shane asked Paul about the Harley tools and what is that all about? Yeah, so we're, we're always on the lookout for accessible and accessible activities that, that anyone can enjoy. And, and the Harley tours, um, that really stuck out to me as a great activity because they actually have a hoist that can get people in electric wheelchairs in and out of the trike to do the Harley tours. So everybody can enjoy that activity. Um, so when we look for activities, we generally look for inclusive, accessible activities that anyone can enjoy. Uh, that's the same also for our accommodation. We also have an accessible accommodation partner where we can organise for the accommodation to have hoists in the bed, if need be, um, fully accessible bathrooms and fully accessible accommodation. Can't wait to get up to see Paul at some stage to have a go on the Harleys. That would be fun. We should do it one time, you and I. We should do that, shouldn't we? Have a roadie up there, then have some Harley tours, and then head on back. How much fun does that, that sound like? fun. Well done, Paul Stewart and KPSM, Respite and Consulting. Great activities. You're speaking to some wonderful people at the moment, aren't you? I know I am. We've got more to come in the second half of the year. Absolutely. We're at uh, just past the halfway mark of our mid-season review. We're back to episode 17 of season two. Back in May, it chatted to Elisa McIntyre. She's with ADEC. Now, ADEC are an organisation that support people with ethnic backgrounds about... um, getting involved in how they make connections. Obviously, if you've got language barriers when you first move to the country, not only do you have a barrier with language, but also having disability concerns as well would be a major issue. And ADEC specialise in that. But one of the things they get involved with is Artability, which is an art program, which I found really interesting uh, as a program that they are involved in. That was very interesting. Do you find yourself a bit arty, do you? No. Not at all? Not at all. You wouldn't do the art program? No, I wouldn't. You might learn something, mate, if you do the art program. I might, but I'm not not really an arty arty person. Not an arty person. What about you? Not really at all. Cannot draw, cannot sing, cannot do too much at all. Uh, This is what Elisa had to say about the art ability program. 
So, yes, we have been running a program called ArcAbility for quite a few years now. ADEX gotten some some great grants to be able to provide so this um, this program to so sort of two different areas within Melbourne that we have this program running within the Darabin area in Melbourne and then also in Melton in the West. So we have a program of workshops where people can come along, they can make some artwork, they can sort of trial new new methods of art um, and new materials and it's in a group context. So people get to meet others and chat about their art and maybe learn a few new things from their peers that they didn't know before. And then um, at the end of that uh, workshop process, we have an exhibition um, when all the participants um, get to actually exhibit their pieces um, publicly and people can come through and view them and actually purchase them if, if they maybe find a connection with, with one of the pieces, which is always really amazing. That was Alyssa McIntyre from ADEC, supporting people with ethnic backgrounds and disabilities, which is just a wonderful chat. Uh, episode 23 of Season 2, uh, about... Midway through June, you chatted to Laurel Edwards uh, from OC Connections. Another great chat. Uh, she spoke about a cooking program, but also the Out and About in Melbourne program, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, how much travel do you get involved with? You're pretty self-sufficient, aren't you? Get yourself yes, around. I get travelled around a lot. You drive yourself, yes, but you also are quite capable of jumping on public transport. Yes, I mean, with some people now are scared to do that because of what... Recently happened with COVID. I know. There's a lot of concerns. And, you know, the safety aspect of being on public transport trains at night and that sort of stuff. If you're going into an event, you might be going to the footy or the cricket or going to a concert and having to get trains home. So, and another bit of the train, sometimes they may be late or yep. concerts may finish and there's no public transport. Absolutely. And then you've got to wait or you wait on a platform at Southern Cross or somewhere forever before you get on and then other people have gone on other trains. You're sort of there a little bit lonely. So it's not so much when you're at the platforms. I think once you get on the trains is when you're a bit more vulnerable. So OC Connections, Laurel talked about the Out and About program, which actually supports people about getting them getting themselves around the city and the cooking program. And this is what she had to say back on episode 23. Yep, so the cooking program each week, um, people choose what they're going to uh, cook in advance and then we break it down and the group of participants participate in the activity. Um, some people are, are more engaged at the beginning and like to do the preparation. Others like the actual cook, but then at the end of the program, everyone gets to sit down and enjoy a meal or a snack um, together or share that with others during the program. The Out and About Melbourne program is a purely community-based program where people use public transport to uh, enter the community. Often they go into the city of Melbourne, uh, visit museums and a variety of other um, places. really depends on what their interests are. But the whole point of the program is to actually get out on public transport, explore, exploring the local community and engaging with people. The Out and About in Melbourne program sounds absolutely fantastic. OC Connections doing great things. Now, on episode 15 of season two, back in April, you chatted to Patricia Vo from Access Touch. Now, we wanted to find out why she started the program. Now, we met Patricia at the Disability Expo earlier in the year. Yes, we did. That was 
the expo was fun anyway. The expo was great, and Patricia was set up there. I think they had the uh, like an AI, AI doll sitting there, which caught my eye straight away. We wanted to go over and introduce ourselves. So it's all about access. Touch is all about programs that are teaching uh, people with disability about sexuality and meeting people and how to how to uh, connect with people. It is a topic that some people find very difficult to talk about, but it's such a unique program and a unique product that we wanted to invite her on to the podcast to share what Access Touch is all about. And you're really interested to find out why she started the program, weren't you? Yes, I was really interested. This is what Patricia had to say back in April. Um, there were two reasons why that I started this. Um, my first reason was I have friends who have family members that are on the spectrum um, and who shared with me their concerns, personal stories and challenges around navigating through adolescence. Um, some even have adult family members who are curious about intimacy and uh, in response to their sexual emotions, um, which is natural for every human being. Um, another reason why I did start this is during the pandemic, I uh, decided to take up a postgrad in um, disability and inclusion. Uh, the era, area really you know, drove my curiosity um, around equal opportunities. And while I was studying, I did learn that um, there, it's, it's studies have shown that there is a direct correlation between sexual health and um, the impact that it has on a person's mental health, which can then also trigger um, anxiety and lead to depression. Uh, I also found out that, you know, in 2020, the World Health Organization had deemed that sexual intimacy is a basic human right. So I did start this business um, to assist people like my friends who are parents and support workers uh, in helping children and their participants navigate their way safely to accessing sexual intimacy through education, building confidence and leading an equal, fulfilling life. Patricia Vo from Access Touch, episode 15 of season two, back in April. What a great idea, great concept, helping make connections with people that are a little bit uh, unsure of how to approach sexuality and that kind of stuff, which is uh, really important that there are there are businesses out there that are willing to help. Now, our final chat for our mid-season review, episode 25, uh, early July, Social Futures, Sandra Murphy, another lady we met at the Disability Expo early in the year because she was doing camps. She was camp coordinator. Ah, with, she was too. Yeah. That, she was good. She was great. Camp coordinator with people outdoors. But... We also found, apart from the fact that they do great camps, also have a school inclusions program, which we found out about, because I think it's great for people that are involved with disability that have some real-life um, real experience. experience, exactly right, thank you, uh, to be able to go into schools and then help at a school level as well. So we chatted to Sandra about the school inclusions program, and this is what Sandra from Social Futures had to say. Well, as well as the work that we do with individual participants about um, connecting them into community, mainstream um, providers, assisting them access the scheme and assisting them um, with their NDIS planning, we also offer a range and deliver a range of programs through our communities that support the inclusion and engagement of people with disability um, into those communities. So a great example of this is uh, we have a schools inclusion program where we have our staff who ha all have lived experience of disability going and visiting schools to have really open and frank conversations about what it's like to live with a disability and how um, it feels for them and what adjustments they may, may need to make 
on a daily basis. But most importantly, if you're an able-bodied person or a person not living with disability in a school, what adjustments you might be able to make to be more welcoming and more inclusive for your schoolmates who may be living with disability. Sandra Murphy from Social Futures. Um, I thought that's a, just, what a great idea, going into schools and educating at a more junior level. Hey, what did you think about that? About going into schools? Yeah. I think the education needs to start exactly there because there's no point getting to a stage where you don't learn that kind of stuff and then you come back out in the real world and then you've got to find out the hard way. So I think with a, a, a business like Social Futures and People Outdoors are getting involved with at school level, I think it's great. Great concept. Well done to Sandra Murphy and the team at Social Futures. And where we met the last two chats, you, you tried to lose me at the expo and you didn't. I do my best to, to lose you, but you keep finding me, don't you? Yes, sir. Maybe I do. the next expo will go to the end of the year. I'll try a little harder to ditch you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been fun. Thanks for allowing me to come onto your podcast for the mid season review for Disability Talk. That's fine with me. Have fun. Well, how about uh, signing it off properly? What's the name of your podcast? Disability Talk with Shane. Ciao for now. That was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify or check us a like on socials. Mm-hmm.